0: Welcome to We Fish ASA, the best darn fishing show on the radio or the internet in the entire USA. My name is Steve Surley. My partner is Mr. Dave Kranz. We Fish ASA is as always pleased to offer you a conversation with the most interesting, the most informative, the most entertaining, as well as some of the biggest names in the world of fishing. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association, especially St. Croix, the best rods on earth, Calcutta, makers of a line of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion, diala. Take a look at the new Tattoo Elite Reel. You'll love it as much as we do. We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week. It's available 24-7 wherever you listen to your podcast. We cover the world. Don't forget, the podcast is always available on our website, WeFishASA.com. WeFishASA is recorded and produced by Berserk Productions in Land O Lakes, Florida. Our executive producer is Brad Nearman. Brad, thanks for all that you do. Now today's show, we'll visit with our good friend Dan Johnston from St. Croix. Then Dave will be on with both Tony Forte and John Knight from U.S. Angling interesting things to talk about with John and Tony and then I'll visit with the one and only Ike Mike Iaconelli just won a big time kayak bass fishing tournament we'll talk to Mike about what's going on in his life we'll dissect what kayak fishing is all about and I'm sure we'll have a good time we always enjoy talking to Mike Iaconelli but first hey there Dave Kranz let me flip it over to you and you can bring out our friend Dan Johnston
1: take it away David as Steve said, I am Dave Kranz. This is the We Fish ASA podcast, and this segment is brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. They always bring us about 99% of the time. Dan Johnson, welcome back, Dan.
2: Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me.
1: Oh, Always glad to have you on. You know, about once a year, we talk about, a, uh, we kind of do an advocacy segment, but I, I think more importantly than that at this time, our industry is experiencing a influx of many, many new anglers uh, it has during this whole time of COVID, the industry is trying to figure out how to retain them. And I think we need to recruit the fishermen of the world, the listeners of the podcast, everybody who, who goes fishing to help recruit and help those other people that are uh, new to fishing or returning to fishing to stay in the sport. What do you think about that?
2: I agree wholeheartedly. You know, the data shows a lot of people came into the sport to the tune of 8 to 10 million. But the data also shows that more than we originally thought are staying in it. And, you know, we've talked about this topic before. And one thing I keep going back to, and I really speak to the veteran anglers that listen to us weekly. um, And certainly I would speak to those that are new to the sport, regardless of your level of fishing. Um, is we need to it's it's really up to us that have fished our whole lives to help those that haven't be successful and that comes in a lot of forms from location to species to techniques to seasonality you know to wind direction to bait fish types or bait bait types in general crayfish or anything we need to help people be successful because as with anything we do, if we succeed, we're more likely to stick with it. And I I don't think I can overemphasize that point. I've I've made it a point this year really to not try to get over people's heads too because, you know, Dave, we can real easily – Talk about things, you know, we can start talking about the FG knot. People are trying to; they don't know how to tie an improved clinch. So they're just getting into it. So yeah. I think it's important for us to understand, keep things simple, keep things passionate, but most importantly, help them.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, the people that are new don't be afraid to go up. If you see somebody that looks like they know what they're doing and you're taking kids out, I think if you walk up to them and say, Hey, can you help me with this? You know, what am I doing? Something wrong? Do I have the right setup? I'm trying to get these kids to catch some bluegills. Or if you're an experienced angler, and even if you're not at a real high level, but you're you know, you're above the people that you're watching to, to that you could help them, walk over and offer your help. I, I don't think there's anything wrong in that, and I think if we all do that we can we can help grow this sport like we've never seen it before it's it's really a big opportunity
2: it's a huge opportunity from a lot of perspectives first of all look at license revenue look at um any type of revenue that's created uh fishing tackle rod and reel and tackle excise tax and all these things that we can use as um vehicles to help strengthen our sport i mean i i firmly believe that the more people that are involved with this the more likely we are to not only have a thriving industry which is certainly self-serving to you and i dave but more importantly and sincerely more importantly i believe it helps the fisheries down the road too because if we can get funding increase access and and get funding to enhance the quality of fisheries. I just don't see a downside to that, especially with the advent of uh, more and more catch and release all the time.
1: Absolutely. And it's not just helping the fishing. If we have clean, accessible waters, it helps all the wildlife and all of us that, that, uh, Clean waters, clean air—all those things are so important. Lack of pollution that everything is healthy in the whole ecosystem, and and people that just want to walk trails and and uh, or kayak or canoe or, or bird watch—it's it's all the same thing. We're taking care of and being conservationists, and I think that's what we have to make them. That's the hard part: teach them how to fish, teach them how if they want to keep fish to eat, which ones they can do it that are sustainable. But you know, maintaining this ecosystem that we all need in this world is so important and and i think we have this opportunity i know we have this opportunity uh, not only to educate them about rods and reels and line and how to how to catch them but uh, how to take care of it so that it's there for the kids they're teaching it's there for their kids
2: yeah it's really um transcends across everything outdoors you know when we learn to fish I was very blessed to be brought up in a situation where, you know, if I saw a can floating in the water, I'd pick it up. So just pointing at it, saying, "I can't believe somebody would throw that in there." Pick it up, you know. Do something about it. Do your part. And I, I, you know, and we've said this before. You can just imagine if, if everybody did that. But, and I would also say. You know, for, to all the new anglers getting into the sport and to all of us out there that have fished a lot in the past, I'm 54, I've been fishing my entire life, and Dave, you're a little older than I am. I, I think it's, uh, again, our responsibility right now more than ever to step up make people as successful as we can possibly make them and even if that means giving up something. I mean I'm talking about a spot or a certain bait on a certain. you know, tell tell somebody, hey, go down and well, you don't have a boat, go down and walk this rip rap stretch right at dark and throw a little shad colored popping bait and because you know they're going to bite it because you've done it for 30 years and you get somebody to do that yeah you might give up a spot but man i'm telling you you're you're lighting that fire of passion it's how i got into fly fishing i watched somebody do it and it just fired me up he was in the back of my boat i was practicing for a bass tournament and i've never i'll never forget it and uh, it, it's that little Sometimes it's it's that little igniting of that passion it's all it takes i think it's up to us
1: to do that for these new anglers coming into the sport It is, and that is great advice. And I'm going to give a little more on the organizations that keep us, uh, help people get on the water, help people get licenses easy. Of course, the American Sport Fishing Association, KeepAmericaFishing.org, Recreational Boating and Fishing Foundation. uh, Want to find out how to get a a license, go to TakeMeFishing.org. And you can buy a license anywhere in this country on your cell phone. It, it's it's easy, it's fast, they make it easy for you. Some states, uh, my wife just recently, we took a couple of staycation days and I was, you know, she said, let's put the boat in on a couple of Wisconsin lakes. And she hasn't bought a license in 10 years. She'll read a, a book in the boat. She goes, you know what, I, I'm going to buy a license. And, and I went, we went on the site and we bought it since he had been a lapsed angler, She got it for half price as a non-resident. So that was great. We had two wonderful days of, of, uh, you know, it was just several hours. It didn't have to be all day. You know, we just get, it it was part of the day and it made today. day. We saw the sun come up each day and the things you get to see, the wildlife, the eagles, everything you get to see is part of this. And I I think that's what we want these people that are new to our sport. We want to Get them to have the passion that we have for it, and uh, you know, yeah, we're we're our members. We're up there. I'm I'm going to be 63 on the next one. I I want to leave as much as the information that I have in my head to to other people, so that they can enjoy it for decades and decades. You know, past us. Uh, the entry level equipment. I mean, they they can get into entry level equipment pretty easily, and you know, possibly even picking stuff up at a grad sale, since things seem to be a little bit hard to get.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I I still think that it's good to go to somebody that really knows what they're talking about. And there's so many, um, so many things in fishing, regardless what you're fishing for, from, you know, spinning spinning versus bait casting versus spin casting to what line to use to, you know, when, when do we want a moving bait? When, when do we want something hanging down vertical on a live bait deal or whatever? I, I, again, the, the quicker we can make people successful in Every single one of those touch points I mentioned are as simple as getting with somebody that's done it before, that's had success, that's not afraid to tell you some things. And it can just, you know, it can take you from zero to 60 so much faster. And all it's going to do is. You know, create more questions that they're going to have, and you just need to be prepared to have more answers. But go to the sporting goods store, talk to the staff, especially the local one in in the fisheries area, and tell them you're new to the sport, you're getting into it. Boy, more times than not, they're gonna they're gonna help you out.
1: Absolutely. Or if there's park district events, they have kids events, kids days. Many uh, states have free fishing days and hold events in their states to. Get people introduced to it and help them along. And many of those, you don't have to buy anything. You show up and they have uh, the the rods and reels all lined up. They provide the bait. It's just a matter of uh, signing up at these park districts, conservation areas. We may be past that since we're at the end of the summer, but uh, going into next year, this isn't this isn't a one year deal. This is we're trying to get them to do this for a lifetime. So pay attention to that and and uh, you know get into it. And and you don't have to try to go for the biggest fish, do you?
2: No, matter of fact, just that's what's cool about watching major league fishing is they're catching one that weighs one one, and they get all jacked up. You know, a lot of it's just getting something on the end of your line, and especially to the new angler, I think that's one of the biggest points we brought up on this whole episode is let's not forget that that little bluegill coming up sucking down a popping bug is gonna jack somebody up so much. More so than those of us that have done it 10,000 times because they haven't seen it before. So if you go catch a bunch of 14-inch fourteen, inch, 14 inch largemouth on a little topwater bait, believe me, we might not get all excited about that, Dave, but I promise you, the person that hasn't fished much before won't sleep at night after they do that for a couple hours
1: no they will not because it is exciting and you you think about that and you you see it and then i know every time i go fishing then when i get done it's like when can i go again i really want to get out there and, and go again and that's what we want them all to experience and and i and i think they will i i uh, wish we had more time to to you know do more uh, for everybody but the uh you know time time is is hard and same thing with this podcast we run out of time all the time but Two things, KeepAmericaFishing.org, uh, Recreational Boating and Fishing Foundation has TakeMeFishing.org. Those two sites, if you go to them and you're new, or even if you're not new, it's got a lot of valuable information. Uh, thanks again for being on the podcast, Dan.
2: Yeah, Dave, always my pleasure.
1: Excellent. That was Dan Johnson. This segment of the We Fish ASA podcast was brought to you by St. Croix Rods, the best rods on Earth and Steve Starley is remote, and the WeFish Fish ASA podcast will be right back.
3: Probably one of the number one
0: questions I get, you know, what line do I use? It's a big debate. For every tour out there, everybody's
3: debating which line. I choose the simple side. My choice of line is Sunline. and my favorite lines to use is Sunline.
0: How all can you use it? Anywhere you want to. Anywhere there's
3: water and bass, it's good. Walleye, catfish, trout, speckled right, trout, buddy. sharks.
1: There we go. Uh, I don't say this unless I think it's true, but honestly, it's the best in the market. Welcome back to the We Fish ASA podcast. I am Dave Kranz, Steve Starley is remote, and this segment is brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. My next two guests, they both have a passion for the outdoors, they've both been on the program before, and uh, I would like to welcome John Knight and Tony Forte to the uh, We Fish ASA podcast. How you doing, man?
3: We're great. Uh... Thanks for having us back. We have got plenty to talk about. So, it,
1: it sounds uh, it's like good it. Good to be with you, uh, Tony. Why don't you give us a little uh, background on on what you're doing and uh, with the uh, uh, USA uh, angling, and uh, and then John can do the same thing.
3: Yeah, sure. I'm uh, so I'm Tony Forty. I'm uh, been part of USA angling for a number of years. Um, had some uh, experience with our USA Bass team, which. We've discussed on this show many times, it's, it's been uh, a real huge success uh, promoting the sport and pushing what we call the, the Olympic movement for fishing. And uh, so the next uh, sort of evolution in that is is kayak fishing, which is a hugely popular growing sport. And uh, so John and I have teamed up in, in the kayak arena as well. And we've got uh, some really neat events coming up. Uh, specifically the U.S. Open kayak fishing event, uh, September 10th, 11th, and 12th in Cookville, Tennessee. So we'd like to share that with your audience, and uh, again, good to be here.
1: Excellent. How about you, John? Give us a little background on yourself.
4: Um, Absolutely. John Knight with U.S. Angling. I'm the USA Bass Team Manager, and I assist U.S. Angling uh, with their fishing productions. Um, and as Tony said, you know, we're really excited about next month, uh, kicking off the USA kayak fish fishing, uh, open in Cookville, Tennessee. And that'll be, uh, tied in with the youth angler day, tied in with the uh, community of Cookville and their fall fun fest. And we think it's just going to be a great
2: collection and meeting spot for anglers, uh, at there in
4: Cookville uh beyond that next year we have uh we'll be hosting here in the united states the first world uh FIPS ev Sanction uh kayak fishing world championship followed by the 2022 16th annual black bass world championship on lake Marine, uh columbia south carolina so uh we're going to have a great fall and we're going to have an even better 2022
1: excellent excellent uh well, we definitely enjoy having you guys on the program and, and what you're trying to do to get the fishing into the Olympics is awesome. But uh, if the uh, listeners would like to find any more about this that they're not going to hear, if they are, if a lot of people are driving, when to listen to this. We have a lot of truck drivers. Uh, they can go to the uh, U.S. Angling uh, website to fi- or Facebook page, either one, to find out more about this event that's coming up in September.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the usangling.org website um, ties into the usabass.org website, and both those have information on how to register uh, for the event through Fishing Chaos. Um, that event is also uh, run in conjunction with KBF, and KBF is the kayak uh, bass fishing uh, largest tournament series here in the United States. So we'll have that leader, Chad,
2: on site for the for the weekend in September, running a high school kayak
4: fishing national qualifier. So along with our U.S. qualifier, which helps us build seats on the world team that will compete, as well as the Pan American kayak bass fishing team, uh, Chad's gonna have probably 100 to 200 uh, high schoolers and their parents in Cookville, uh competing for ranking points uh, within that high school series. So we're just going to blow it up down in Center Hill Lake, uh, middle
1: of September. Yeah, that's excellent. I, I believe uh, I have a tackle store in Northern Illinois also, as well as wearing the media hat that I do. And then I fish Major League Fishing Big Five. Uh, but the kayak uh, people that I see in my retail store the last five, six, seven years, it's exploded. And they, all the new people that have come into the uh, fishing world uh because of COVID and how many people want to enjoy the outdoors and they've had the time off to do it, but especially the kayaks have, have really, really taken off. And uh, to the point to where I have customers that are looking for them and they're having a hard time getting them. Are, are you seeing more and more people trying to get into these events?
3: Yeah. So, um, you know, kayak and so, you know, kayak has a recreation, I think is, is, you know, we've all seen that. Uh, really explode and when what's happened over the past five years or so is that these kayak manufacturers have gotten into building these fishing machines Hmm. you know these kayaks that are really designed specifically for fishing and then the competitors uh, are following suit And, and so there's really three major tools for kayak uh john mentioned kbf Hobie, uh, B-O-S, is is a great series, and and even B-A-S-S uh, has a kayak series. So, um, you know, the kayaks in general are, uh, you know, certainly in demand. Uh, They're not having any trouble filling orders. And, you know, specifically competitive kayak fishing uh, is just, you know, it's just uh, moving forward, and and we're kind of riding that uh, that wave of popularity uh and we want to kind of engage the world with it because it's um it's a sport that you know if if you look at kayak fishing in general um it ticks off a lot of the boxes in terms of conservation you know there's there's no motors involved uh it's it's an athletic sport if you're pedaling or paddling to your destination um you know you've got to have some fitness and you know the way the uh fisher tree that you it's a catch instantly photo on a board and release so uh, it's just a really eco-friendly uh format and um you know we're just uh, we're excited to try to promote that here uh, and, and keep building on the momentum
1: excellent now yeah. at at this yeah. event Don. said, yeah. oh go ahead you want to add something john well, no. I was just going to share that
2: I was recently in Florida and Orlando at the ICAST show, mm-hmm. and you know, you see the impact on the industry with all of the increasing numbers of uh, kayak manufacturers and accessory manufacturers, and so on.
4: Um, you know, growing in the industry, and um, you know, I concur with Tony that you know it's it's a price point entry uh, into uh, any any frankly any type of fishing. So. Um, you know, we're on the kayak bandwagon big time.
1: Yeah, I was at ICAST and some of those uh, machines and the a- equipment and accessories. I mean, you can spend a good amount of money on these if you want to, but you don't <laughs> have to to get into it. Yeah, uh, it's,
4: there, it's, there, yeah. There, there. There's the angler and all the toys and you combine a great angler and all the electronics and accoutrements. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, you're a fishing machine out there.
1: <laughs> so tell tell me about the uh, what's at stake at this September tenth, uh, eleventh, and twelfth twenty twenty one U.S. Open. Where where can people go from there by participating and possibly winning this event?
3: Yeah. So uh, we, what we've done is um, you know we've got this world championship established that's going to happen next year for the first time, and uh, you know we have the ability to pick eight anglers to represent the United States at this world championships. And so, uh, you know, what we did as a committee is we looked to the real hard look at, at those anglers out there that are, uh, you know, competing and are really America's best. And we picked seven of them and left one open spot for this event. So that literally any kayak angler in the United States can show up, and if they have a great tournament, they can be on the world team. So, you know, that's exciting that there's a world championship spot. Uh, the the broader uh, uh, connection and way to make the United States team is for Pan American. Uh, and there's a few more spots available there. There's actually six men and six women that will qualify to be on our Pan Am team, which will be soon Competing in Mexico, uh, and that's going to be a you know every time we go to Mexico, it's it's just huge bass, and it's a great trip. Mexico is an amazing host. Um, so yeah, there's you know there's lots of opportunity here uh, to fish for the United States to you know to really make that dream of fishing for your country a reality.
1: Yeah, that's definitely something that I think uh, coming off the. Uh, recent Olympics here uh, this this last week is uh, probably has a lot of anglers uh, just waiting to see if we get to do that. And it, how close are we to that? Is that is it getting closer? John, you well,
4: take that? Yeah, sure. Um, I am still on the board, uh, the SIPS board out of Rome, Italy, and
2: we continue to um, push to have angling in the
4: Olympics. Um, we're at a point where it's it's highly considered, and we're hoping that a future summer location will allow it as an um, exhibition sport. And when that happens, uh, the fishery of that host nation or host city will be highlighted and will fish the type of fishery that's there. So we wouldn't be creating anything artificial. Say, for example, if Tokyo had the Summer Olympics, Uh, We might fish carp. Uh, If we were in northern Italy for the Summer Olympics, we might fish trout. If, man, we were in Atlanta, Georgia, bass fishing. And so it's not creating anything artificial, but really highlighting the watershed, good stewardship, promoting clean water uh, within that host community.
1: Yeah, using the facilities that you have, it's not anything that can get built like so many of the Olympic venues are. You, you can, uh, you know, use what you have. What, give, give us the information one more time of how people uh, can uh, get into this 2021 U.S. Open on September uh, 10th through the 12th, or find out any information about future events that you guys are putting on. Um, you know,
4: really, uh, usengland.org would be the uh, primary website. If you're an active, uh, competitive kayak fisherman, you're probably familiar with Fishing Chaos. Uh, That is a uh, fish scoring management system, and that is where you uh, sign up, Fishing Chaos. Um, And then uh, you can reach out to Tony and I through uh, usangling.org. We're happy to engage and chat uh, and speak to anyone uh, that wants to uh, sponsor, participate, just come see uh, or be part of any of these.
1: Excellent so that's the uh the contact point for for everything participating donating helping all of the above and i, I uh, truly appreciate you guys coming on and uh, look forward to uh watching the results of that and seeing uh who who comes to the top on this and and does well i i uh, thank you guys for being on the podcast
3: Great to be here thanks for having us we'll be we'll be glad to come back and tell you who's on the world team and me Maybe you should make the trip. I mean, you can get in a kayak, right?
1: I can, but I think <laughs> I think I'm heading to uh to uh Thousand Islands that week for uh for a uh, ah. a uh, yeah a, a, a tournament. Uh, big five that I have to do. So I'm already committed, but uh, I, I could get in a kayak, but I, I, I'm i sure as I get older, I, I may want to do that even more uh, just because uh, also the exercise relaxation factor. But uh, Tony, thank you. John, thank you. We appreciate you being on.
4: Take care. Thanks for having us.
1: Thank you. Uh, this segment was brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. That was John Knight and Tony Forte. I am Dave Cran. Steve Sarley is remote. We will be right back.
0: The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So, advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. Calcutta, we're an outdoor coastal trading company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. Born in the back of a Florida bait and tackle shop, Calcutta was created with a rebellious spirit and a goal to offer hardworking outdoor products at a reasonable price. Calcutta builds the products that fit your lifestyle. We're on a mission to help you reclaim your free time and to declare mutiny on the mundane. Depend on Calcutta gear and apparel. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting reel. While Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long-control light lure casting. MAG-4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range, no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Tatula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. We Fish ASA is back. I am Steve Sarley. My partner is Dave Kranz, but he is out of the studio. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. Please help to ensure the future of fishing by visiting keepamericanfishing.org. And if you're an industry professional, please consider joining the American Sport Fishing Association by visiting asafishing.org. Our next guest is one of the greatest fishermen in the history of professional bass fishermen. He's the only angler to have won a, uh, a BASS Federation National Championship title, Elite Series Angler of the Year, a Bassmaster Classic. Uh, he's won tournaments in Major League Fishing. He, he's won it all. He's won over $3 million. And now he is doing something a little bit different. Now, nah, It's a lot a bit different. He has just won his first professional kayak bass fishing tournament. I find it amazing. He's a guy who can do everything. Media superstar, one of the most liked by the fans in the business. Please welcome Ike Mike Iconelli. Hey, Mike, how you doing? How you doing? Good to hear from you. Hey, good to good to be talking to you. This is this is so cool. You rocked the world when you made the announcement that you were uh, leaving major league fishing and everybody expected you to say, well, the only place to go is uh, back to the Bassmasters, but you didn't do that. You you decided you were going to chuck it all and be out of the limelight, I guess.
5: <laughs> well, I'll tell you the one, the one thing is fishing is fishing is fishing. And since I was, Since I was a young angler, you know, I really enjoyed fishing different styles, different species. And, um, you know, I can tell you, kayak fishing is no different. It's a different uh, element to how you approach uh, bass fishing. It's a different way to catch them. But it's just as challenging and just as competitive.
0: All right. In all honesty, when the time came to make the decision, did you say, I'm getting out of these uh, two big big money circuits, because I want to go kayak fishing? Or or was there a break from tournament fishing? What exactly made you make that decision? I, I had the hardest time believing that you've been dying to be a kayak fisherman all this time.
5: <laughs> no, you know, the, the, the two really really weren't related. But my, my love for kayak fishing really is uh, 10, 10 plus years old. You know, when I can remember 8 or 10 years ago being at ICAST, and seeing these fishing kayaks, it really just sort of, it, it enthralled me. It made me want to try that style of fishing. As a kid, I, I grew up fishing in John boats and canoes. So it made a lot of sense to me. Um, I started working with Hobie about eight years ago. And then about five years ago, they started inviting me out to these competitive championship events. and. You know, I got out there and I got to witness these anglers who are just as hardcore, just as competitive as any of the elite guys ever were, and it really made me want to try competitive kayak fishing. You know, the, the reason for my hiatus from top-level boat tour fishing was really more of, you know, kind of COVID. You know, when COVID hit and the circuits sort of went away for a little while, it gave me some more time at home it gave me time to like reanalyze my life um you know and doing it for 30 years i i kind of just needed a break i needed a break i needed a change of pace i was enjoying being with the family more and you know i made a conscious decision to take a break from top tour fishing this year still fishing the opens of course the northern bass opens i'm still fishing the northern toyota series and sprinkling in some of these kayak events it, it filled my competitive niche. And uh, I can tell you, it's fun, it's competitive, it's a challenge, and I can't wait to do my next one.
0: Take it back to COVID, you know, uh, I was down at iCast uh, just a short while ago, and I'm looking for all the familiar faces I, I want to spend time with. And I asked somebody, I said, I asked Ken Duke from Fish Tech and Retailer, I said, hey, where's Ike, I haven't seen Ike. He said, you're not gonna see Ike in a, in a, in a hall full of 15,000 people. He is one of the most careful COVID-conscious people out there. No way. Is that, is that the way? Are you that careful?
5: <laughs> I'd say I guess was uh, not being there was a weird thing, you know. So besides last year, which was canceled, this was the first year since the beginning of my career. So we're talking about almost you know twenty-five years that I was not at that show. So it was it was a very weird, awkward thing not being there. Um, but you know, we made a choice, a conscious choice, not to go this year. We've got small kids at the house. Uh, we've got parents that are that are elderly, and you know, it was a good decision. You know, here we are two weeks later with over 300 confirmed COVID cases for my cast, and I think we made the right decision.
0: 300. That is absolutely amazing. It was, uh, I think, the week after I had heard 25. So that number has really, really grown. And the scary thing is uh, there are as many people uh, who are suffering from COVID that were in, uh, vaccinated as were unvaccinated. And yeah. unlike what some of the things you hear about, well, if you get vaccinated, you're only going to get a light case of it. I've heard a couple people that were in really severe straits who were vaccinated yeah. Went to Ica so you know I I made a bad decision in going down. I wish I would have not done that. But you made a smart one. It, it was good and stay safe. You got a beautiful family. Don't want don't want to get anybody sick. Don't want to get you sick. And 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 they freaked me out when you say I've been doing this for thirty years. How the hell have you been doing this for thirty years? You still look like you're twenty five years old to me.
5: <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Well, I, the other thing too is you know and and this is a great time to just go ahead and talk about it. And we've really kept it secret up to about this point, but we've been working really, really hard on a brand new TV show that's launching in about three weeks. And, you know, um, so, you know, being not at the top tour level, don't think that I haven't been working as hard. We've been, we've been hustling and working harder than we've ever worked. And I'm so excited to bring everybody this new tv project it's about three weeks away uh, if everybody wants to keep their eye out on my social media you're going to see a lot more about it over the next week or two and um you know the show to me it's a show that's hopefully going to bring more people to the sport of fishing and get more people interested in fishing so looking forward to to people's reactions and i can't wait to unveil it to the to the world
0: all right i will wait for an official announcement i'm not gonna embarrass you by asking you for more details and making you turn me down or hang up on me so we'll just <laughs> we'll just look at uh, ike's website for the information on this Is that fair to say
5: yes yes please do everybody if they look go to my website or any of my social media accounts at mike iconelli fishing uh big big announcements coming up over the next week or two so it's gonna be awesome
0: A couple of years ago, this question probably would have been more germane. Uh, It's hard to find anybody now who doesn't know what a kayak is. They have exploded in popularity over the last five years immensely. And because you don't have the TV coverage on professional kayak fishing that, that boat fishermen do, maybe some people have not seen this at its best Uh, But anybody who goes out fishing, whether it's a pond, a stream, a river, you see kayaks all the time now. And and you can do anything out of a kayak you can do out of a boat. I've written stories about guys that troll for muskies in kayaks. They're paddling and trolling big muskie lures for muskies. And and it amazes me because I I think of uh, the times when I've had motor trouble and had to pull out the oars and it's the last thing I want to do is to have to paddle but these kayaks are a thing of beauty. They're easy to use.
5: It's, it's amazing. Yeah. You, you, you hit it right on the head. It's amazing. These kayaks are not what you think of when you think of an old school small sitting kayak, right? These are, these are fishing vessels. These are custom fishing kayaks. Um, you know, they're 12 to 14 foot long. They're stable. They have depth finders and trolling motors and power poles. Um, you can fit eight and 12 and 10, you know, 10 rods on them. Um, and the great thing about kayak fishing, this is, and this is one of the reasons I love it, it's very accessible to the normal person, right? It's very accessible to the normal person. If you watch Bassmasters and you watch the elites for the first time and it looks exciting and fun, how hard is it for you to, to become an elite angler, Right. Oh. The boat is $60,000, 70000 $80,000. The tow vehicle is $50,000, $60,000, The entry fees are $10,000, right? There's, there's all these obstacles to the regular person. But kayaks, you can get them from $500 to 5000 You can throw them in the back of a, a pickup on top of your car. You don't need a trailer. You can launch anywhere. It's very accessible, and I love that about the sport. I love that it's growing the sport, and, you know, if people want to compete at the top level, it's a lot easier to do it in a kayak than it is a full-size bass boat.
0: Oh, it makes so much sense. I was sitting at a uh, at a seminar with Ron Linder, and they were talking about uh, kids and bass fishing and, the you know, the colleges and the high school programs and how good it was, And uh, Ron brought up the fact is, why aren't you guys doing more kayak stuff? Because the hardest thing you have is to get an adult who owns a boat to donate their time to come and coach the team. And, you know, to think about having to buy boats. No school is buying boats. Uh, it's, It's just priced out of the market. But if you opened up high school bass fishing to more kayak fishing, You'd be so full of people wanting to do this you you couldn't manage it all you know kayak fishing is the future of competitive fishing, especially on the younger levels
5: uh, I agree I agree a hundred percent and it's it's very easy for young people for new people to get involved in the sport. Um, the other thing is I love the way kayak tournaments are run you know and they're they're of course run through CPR, which is catch. Photograph and release. And, um, you know, with technology now, with the apps, it, it keeps it, uh, you know, top level across the board as far as everything's on the go. But that fish gets to be released immediately after you catch it. And I, lo- I love that fact as well, right? You're not towing it around for eight hours, you're not putting it under extra stress. You're catching that fish, you're measuring the fish, you're taking the picture, you're sending it to the app, and that fish is being scored. So it's a really cool system.
0: Is there anything different about fishing uh, from a kayak than there is from fishing in a boat? In, in particular, does I, do you have to change your equipment? Do you have to use shorter rods? Uh, are you more reliant on using a net to land a fish? What, what about stuff like that?
5: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of similarities and there's a bunch of differences. You know, um, I can tell you some of the differences for me are, you know, location. And in a, in a big boat tournament, right? I can fish an area. And if I don't like what's going on, I can start on my outboard. I can run 30 miles and go fish another spot in kayak fishing. Your range is a little more limited. You got to become a more thorough angler and you have to learn sort of how to pick apart an area a lot better. So that's a big difference. Uh, rods and reels for sure. You can use the same stuff. But for me, it's been longer rods and the use of braided line a lot more. And when you think about that, you know, a longer rod gives you more leverage. Braided line gives you zero stretch. Um, You know, so so there's a lot of differences, but there's also a lot of similarities, you know. Uh, When I'm out on a kayak, I'm looking for the same things I'm looking for in a big boat. I'm looking with my eyes for cover, for changes in the water. I have a depth finder. I can look for underwater change and humps and drops. So there's a lot of similarities as well. But um, the one thing I love about kayak fishing is that you are at the ground level with the fish. And what I mean by that is, man, when you hook one, it's like hand-to-hand combat, right? You're at the fish's level. You know, when when you get into a bigger boat, the bigger the boat you get into – the more you're removed from their environment. There's nothing like hooking a four or five pounder in a kayak, feeling the power of that fish tow you around, seeing the fish jump at eye level. And there's something about that, you know, grassroots kind of fishing that's, that's really special. And, and, and you can't quite get that in a big bass boat.
0: We're talking grassroots fishing with Mike Iaconelli, one of the greatest fishermen in the history of professional fishing. fishing, We need to take a real quick break. When we come back, more with the $3 million man, Mike Iaconelli, more kayak fishing. After this with We Fish ASA, I'm Steve Sarley. We'll be right
3: back. You know, when I look at the tournaments I've won, probably Four or five of the boats that I've won have been on a tube. But I had completely gotten away from flipping a tube because nobody made one soft enough. Big bite has come
4: with this new tour series of bait. The thing that's probably the most unique is when you look at that bait, the salt just rolls out of it. And to me, that is the reason a fish bites a tube and hangs onto it. This isn't one of those, let's go out and catch some smallmouth tube. This is a let's get it done tube.
0: Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting reel. While well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long-control light lure casting. MAG 4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Best rods on earth, St. Croix. We Fish ASA is back. I am Steve Serley. Dave Kranz. My partner is not here. He is remote. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. Don't forget, check us out on social media. We're easy enough to find. Them when you can get us on Facebook, like us, follow us, share us. And please do the same for Ike Mike Iaconelli. He is the king of social media when it comes to fishing. You know, we're talking about uh, uh, hand-to-hand combat with the fish, and, and if people, you know, there's there are kayaks and there are kayaks, uh, and the Hobie kayaks is the is the Rolls Royce of kayaks. Uh, it's just made incredibly well, um, yeah. and people don't understand kayak fishing. Okay, you're, you're you're in this little cramped kayak, you know, trying to. Uh, Handle a rod while you're handling a paddle and, and you can't move around. Not true at all. These new kayaks are roomy and they are stable. Mike, I'll tell you the truth. I can turn anything over. Uh, it, it, other than wearing a pair of shoes, I, I am not safe to have my feet on anything else. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Uh, any, any kind of vehicle, uh, or you know, from, from skis to uh, a jet ski, I can turn something over. I fished out of a Hobie kayak and I could actually stand up, sit down, move around. I didn't get leg cramps. I didn't get numb, but I I felt good. And when Steve can stand up in a kayak, that is a damn stable watercraft.
5: It's it's amazing. It's amazing. And people are blown away all the time about the stability of these things. And, you know, when I post a picture on social media and I'm standing in my Hobie landing a fish or setting the hook, I always get the comments like, man, how many times have you fallen out? <laughs> and I say, never, because they are tremendously stable, you know, and the Hobies have a great design. They, they almost have what I call a catamaran, a hole to them right. that provides stability. And, you know, the other great thing about the Hobies is that it's all hands-free fishing, right? You know, they've got a pedal drive system and the 360s, you can sit in one spot, and move 360 degrees. That lets you maneuver around trees and docks and through canals. And they're just so stable, so maneuverable. But I'll tell you something else, Stephen, this was, this was awesome, is this was my first professional kayak win ever. I've, I've tried for about three years. This is the first one I won. And I happened to be fishing out of the brand-new Hobie. It's the Ike-approved Hobie that we launched at ICAST this year. So um, it was my sixth time in the kayak. It was my first tournament in the kayak. And I got to win in the Ike-approved Hobie. So special win, special day of fishing. Uh, I couldn't think of a better way to, to launch that new product.
0: Another, Yeah, that's really cool. Another thing people don't realize, and I said before about, you know, uh, handling a rod and trying to handle a, uh, a paddle at the same time. Obviously, you get a, a basic kayak uh and you're in there with your paddle trying to move around, you get into some of these higher-end kayaks like the Hobie, uh, the fisherman-type kayaks. These have uh, a special drive that moves the boat, not necessarily a motor, which you can't put a motor on the boat, but they have a drive system that propels the boat in a rather ingenious manner.
5: Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really special. The ability to fish hands-free and still maneuver it's pretty critical when you're bass fishing, you know.
0: And how does this work?
5: What, what's that, Steve? How does that drive system work? Yep. So, so the Hobie drive system—it's—it's it's basically if you think about, um, it's got a small hole right in front of where your feet are in the kayak, and that drive basically slips down in the hole. It locks into position. And then it's got a pedal system. And when you pedal, and you pedal down and up, it basically takes those fins that are in the drive and it maneuvers them up and down, or side to side. Almost like, sort of like a a mermaid fin on the bottom. Right. And with the new 360 drive, you have a knob that's right up on the rail, and as you turn that knob, it turns the kayak. And you can go left, right, 360 degrees forward backward in reverse it's it's pretty amazing I mean it's it's definitely the future of kayak fishing
0: well the first time the first time I tried this they they explained Hobie explained the kayak uh, you know how this thing worked and that and I go okay I'll get it and I'll, I'll give it a try I don't know how long this is gonna last because I'm thinking foot pedals this is going to be like one of those paddle boats that they that they rent at little ponds at the park or at the zoo and you're pedaling crazy, you know, your, your, your feet are going around and around and around and you're going nowhere and all of a sudden your knees are cramping up and your legs are tired and I figure, well, I'll give it a try, but that's going to happen. Well, uh-uh, that's not the way this Hobie thing works because it's so geared down, you, you you press your feet a couple of times and all of a sudden you're moving 30, 40 yards with a little push of your foot. Oh my goodness! It's it's like uh, you know you expect to hear a motor sound. You're moving so well. Yep,
5: yeah, yep. Yeah. It's 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 unbelievable, and the the speed that you can get and the place you can travel. I've had them in little ponds. I've had them in big rivers. I've had them in reservoirs. I've even had them out in the ocean. You know, we've done a lot of saltwater fishing with them, and they're tremendously stable, tremendously maneuverable. And you can get a pretty pretty fast top end on them. You can cover some water.
0: Yeah, that is absolutely amazing. Now I, I know that uh, uh, you want to get into kayak fishing. Go buy a, a plastic kayak at the local store uh, for hundreds of dollars, and you can move up into higher ends. And I know the 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 Hobie kayaks are in the thousands of dollars. Uh, not anything like a motorized boat or a bass boat, but they're they're a little bit more expensive. Um, and obviously, you're, pay, you're paying for the fact that it's a hobby and it's the best, but now people are adding so much stuff to these kayaks oh, yeah. and options. Like you said, power poles, motors, uh, hydrowaves, uh, depth finders. Uh, somebody told me they saw a kayak that fully outfitted was $18,000. Is that a possibility?
5: That seems a little. That seems a little severe, but um, for sure... It seems like an awful can, lot of
0: electronics on there. Yeah,
5: that's, that seems like a lot. I, 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 You know, it might be possible, but that seems like a lot. But here's the great thing about kayaks. You can really customize them to whatever you need, right? So every angler has different needs. Every angler is fishing in a different set of conditions. These are really customizable. So... You could add stuff like power poles and depth finders and, and trolling motors. I, I use a Torquedo on mine a lot. I have a Lowrance uh-huh. Electronics on mine. I have a power pole micro spike. Uh, you could add rod holders and tackle storage. You could do all that stuff. And, uh, you know, once again, it's, it's accessible, though. These, most of these things aren't, we're not talking about five and $10,000 upgrades. You know, you can do these pretty easily, and you can customize it to whatever kayak you want.
0: I think it can be done very, very reasonably, and and this is definitely the future as far as affordability, and, and not to even mention the fact there's a lot of water that doesn't allow motorized boats, a lot of public waterways that are heavily pressured, but you can launch a kayak on it. Now you've got this kayak with this amazing propulsion system. It's like having a motor. Uh, you're ahead of anybody else that wants to get on the water, Plus, you're able to get to spots that people cannot get to in a boat, whether it's a 14-foot aluminum or a 20-foot bass boat, that kayak is getting you to spots that are virgin fishing territory.
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's another great benefit of kayak fishing is getting places you can't with a big boat. And I mean, I'm talking about launching it, you know, down over guardrails, down trails. I'm talking about you know, through little channels and, and, you know, traversing super shallow flats to get to little ponds. It's it's pretty amazing. And um, where I'm living here, and I'm in south uh, southern New Jersey, we have a ton of those kind of waterways, places I can't put my big boat. And the kayak fits that need. It's perfect for those situations. And it's light enough that I can launch it pretty much anywhere I want.
0: Excellent. Hey, we talked about... Uh... This being a great entree for uh, uh, younger people getting into fishing that uh, aren't able yep. to buy a ninety thousand dollar Skeeter or whatever, and and, and these kayaks are going to make it more accessible. It'll grow the size of uh, of high school fishing teams, get more people into the sport. Another thing that I interests me is I want to see more women fishing, and, and I think this kayak thing is really big in that regard because when I see the professional uh, kayak results I see more women than there are in the top level bass fishing tournament leagues uh, which is uh, which is zero when you really comes down to it at the at the highest levels there are no women in fishing but there are some incredibly good women in kayak fishing that are making a lot of money
5: absolutely and that's the great thing about uh, you know this this element of this competitive fishing. Which is it does break the barriers even more than than let's say big boat fishing, right? So, you know, we have competitors from all over the country. We have competitors that are in their twenties all the way to their seventies, different ethnicities and different genders. And it's it's so refreshing to show up at a hundred boat kayak event and see that diversity in the anglers. And uh, man, it, it it makes it even more special to know that everyone's included and everyone has a chance, you know?
0: Excellent. No, I think it's a wonderful thing. Running out of time, Yeah, uh, get pages of notes here, never going to get to them, but I, I would be remiss in hanging up on you without giving you a chance to talk about any charitable things you've got cooking right now because you are one of the biggest hearted guys out there in the world of fishing. What's going on?
5: Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, uh, we got a lot of stuff in the fire, but the one thing I always like to leave people with is the only way to grow the sport of fishing is to get kids involved in the sport. Uh, I preach that every time uh, I do an interview, and it's real easy to do. You know, if you know a kid that hasn't fished, it could be a neighbor, it could be a friend's son, it could be a cousin um take them fishing you know let them experience why we do this let them experience the fun of it we've got a foundation called the ike foundation um if if you want to get involved with that and you know our mission is to get new kids fishing please please check us out it's the ikefoundation.org um you know our mission is to get new kids fishing so give it a check get a kid get a new kid fishing and you're helping to grow the sport
0: excellent a great guy i appreciate it uh Mike, uh, best of luck to you. You're, you're really close in the points race for uh, winning the uh, overall kayaking championship for the year. I think that is great. You've got, uh, you've got some more uh, events to fish, and I think that you'll be cashing a couple more checks at least by the end of the year. No matter what, I know you're going to have fun. I know you're going to be a great ambassador for the sport. Uh, you are indeed popular. We've got the new show coming out. Everybody check out Mike's uh, social media to find out about this new show that's coming to the air in just a couple of weeks. And then uh, the Ike Foundation, or you can always find out about that on his social media. But please, follow Mike. He's a he's a great guy, and uh, I appreciate having you on. Come back again. Don't be a stranger, Mr. Ike Ellie.
5: Well, I appreciate it. It's fun coming on the show, and I'll come on anytime you want me on. Excellent, Ike. Have a great day. Take care of that beautiful
0: family of yours. We'll talk to you soon.
5: You got it. Have a good one. Thank you. you. That
0: wraps up this week's edition of the We Fish ASA podcast, the best darn fishing show on the radio or the Internet in the entire USA. I'd like to thank today's guests, Dan Johnston from St. Croix, Tony Forte and John Knight from U.S. Angling. Hey, wrap up those Olympics. I've seen enough parallel diving or whatever you call it synchronized diving i want to see bass fishing in the olympics and john knight and tony forte are the guys are going to help to bring it there and then what a great interview with uh, the one and only mike iconelli bass fisherman of uh, a different level the guy's absolutely the best in the business and now he's uh, racking up dollars in kayak fishing isn't it amazing I'd like to thank our sponsors, St. Croix, the best rods on Earth, Calcutta, makers a lot of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion, and Daiwa. You need a reel? you got to get a Daiwa. They've got all the quality levels covered. They've got all the price range covered. You're never going to get a better reel than one you'll get that's got the Daiwa name on it. Pick one up. Remember that We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week available everywhere you get your podcast from. And don't forget, you can always hear the We Fish ASA podcast at our website, wefishasa.com. If you like what you hear, please let us know. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about or someone we should have on the show, let us know that too. I'm Steve Sarley. My partner is Dave Kranz. We'll see you next week. Now, let's go fishing.